It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, Miss Doreen Corridan, veterinary surgeon with Monster Bovine on SEC control in mixed weather, the drying off period, body condition score and other aspects. John Kirby, National Dairy Show Director on the 37th show taking place on Saturday 19th of October. First, some budget comment courtesy Irish Farmers Journal, Saturday 12th of October edition. There is an extremely detailed account and analysis of Budget 2020 in this week's journal. Some outstanding points, €110 million for agriculture in the no-deal Brexit part. The Irish Farmers' Journal points out that the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue's cautious budget has been criticised by farm organisations as fears of a no-deal Brexit linger. An overall €650 million no-deal Brexit fund has been created, €110 million of which will be immediately triggered for agriculture in the event of a no-deal with matched funding promised from Europe. Other budget measures include a separate €85 million for beef farmers and €18 million for the continuation of the sheep welfare scheme. The €85 million Euro will be broken down into €45 million for BDGP and €40 million for a targeted scheme. Minister Michael Creed has confirmed this will be based on the BEEP scheme, but with double the budget. The journal understands that a €10 million Euro vaccination and a €10 million Euro dairy calf to beef weighing programme will be a new element of BEEP. It's expected they will pay €20 a calf and €10 a calf, respectively. One of the sorest points for farmers, the journal points out, would be the hike in stamp duty on commercial land up to 7.5%. This includes farmland and would cost farmers an additional €1.4 million a year. Carbon tax and agri-diesel will take effect from 1st of May next year. Farmers can offset the cost against their tax, but farmers with no tax bill and contractors will have to bear the additional cost of roughly two cents a litre. The Fair Deal scheme, some €45 million extra, has been announced for the Nursing Homes Support Scheme, the Fair Deal scheme, bringing the total annual budget for the scheme to over €1 billion. Full details and budget analysis in this week's Irish Farmers Journal. 
Some upcoming IFA meetings, Monday 14th of October, North Cork IFA County Executive Meeting in GA Mallow, 8.30pm, Wednesday 16th of October, Cork Central IFA County Executive Meeting, Kingsley Hotel, Cork City, 8.30pm. Kindly note change of date for this meeting. That's the Cork Central IFA County Executive Meeting now taking place in Kingsley Hotel, Cork at 8.30pm on Wednesday 16th of October. Wednesday 23rd of October, IFA Regional Dairy Farm Meeting on Managing Dairy Calves and Milk Price Outlook. That'll take place in Rochestown Park Hotel, Cork from 11am to 1.30pm. That's 11am to 1.30pm. Panel contributors from the IFA, Chagask, ICBF, ICA Smarts and local co-ops. Topics for discussion, sustainability and profit, management of dairy calves, improving calf-to-beef value, milk price and milk price outlook. We are joined on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme by Miss Doreen Corridon, veterinary surgeon with Munster Bovine. Doreen, welcome to the programme. Before we start, there is a new contact for listeners, a new Farm Op, the Farm Op's uh, new app which you have. Munster Bovine, uh, shortly we're going to be launching uh, Farm Ops. It's uh, it really is a groundbreaking app uh, for farmers to help them to make the very best possible decisions. And uh, in Munster, uh, we have a Vitalid team that uh, created this app um, to analyse farm data and really to give her donors uh, trusted, timely recommendations for all key decisions from culling to breeding to calving to dry off uh, to vaccination and dosing. And we'll be launching this app in a series of modules. And our first launch uh, module is purely on the point of actually dry off because um, her donors have critical decisions to make every day. They have far more data now than they ever had before. So, I mean, in actual fact, a lot of us have been defeated by the amount of data we have. And to help her donors make these crucial decisions, they have less time. There is increasing compliance requirements. So basically with this app, we tell uh, her donors uh, what's the best decision for them uh, today and this week to make sure I mean, that they actually hit their targets. That's grand. Doreen, can we reveal any details at all of how people can get in touch with this app or will they have to wait until it's actually officially launched? On Saturday the 19th in Mill Street, we're going to be down there and we'll be showcasing the app actually in Mill Street and uh, we'll have a ringside stand there, it's A10, and uh, the Munster Bovine team will be there, and also uh, the Farm Up team will be there. So if you call up to our stand A10 and talk to the Munster uh, Bovine team and to the Farm Up team, they'll actually showcase the app to you. We move to the main set of uh, topics. We want to talk about, first of all, body condition score of cows and the weight of replacement heifers. It's a very timely time of the year now to actually start reviewing this because uh, we've about 15 weeks left, do you know what I mean, to the um, first week of February calving. And in the next two to three weeks, what's really worthwhile herd donors do is go through their cows, uh, body condition score them, and the two groups they need to focus on is the very thin ones and the very heavy ones, especially the thin cows. And focus on the thin cows that are calving in February and especially the first and the second lactations is calving in February because they'll be calving in about 15 weeks' time. So if you score them in the next two weeks, first calvers, some of them may need 12 weeks to actually put on actually body condition score. So it's a very timely time to actually do that. 
Equally, if we look at in calf heifers, we're about 15 weeks again away from in calf heifers calving the first week of February. In calf heifers will gain no weight in the last uh, five weeks um, of pregnancy because it'll be all calf. So essentially, we've about 80 days now to get these heifers up to the weight. And the easiest thing to do is go out and weigh these in calf heifers, add they on target, and so I mean, try and get the weight on them. And uh, essentially, at the moment, these heifers, I mean, we should be hitting between 460 and 480 kilos in these heifers. The BCS body condition score of the cows and the weight of replacement heifers covered there by you, Doreen. We turn now to SCCs. At any time, SCC is very important. So control of SCC at the moment, we have you know, rather mucky conditions often on farms. Tis, John. It's um, fairly miserable old dirty weather that's there at the moment, you know. And it's hard to keep cows clean and it's hard to keep passageways clean and so forth, you know. So I suppose the first thing uh, to do is uh, to clip cow's tails. Because if we clip cow's tails, it really cleans up the other. Because otherwise they start acting like an actual paintbrush. The other thing is at night time, if we're keeping cows in or if we are buffer feeding cows, we really need to dress the cubicles. So I mean, lime those cubicles, get them cleaned. But if we're just buffer feeding... So I mean, put bars down in the cubicles to avoid cows going up in the cubicles. And also prevent a rise at this time of the year because we have a good six to eight weeks of lactation left in a lot of cows. And what we basically need to do is to stop new infection rate. So if we see the new infection rate going up over 6% in the milk recording or seat increasing in the bull tank, need to do something about it. And in addition to clipping the tails and dressing the cubicles, let's look at, are we putting on enough paw spray? So, I mean, are we using the 30 ml per cow per day? So, I mean, in 100 cows, are we actually using the 3 litres? And then the high cell count cows that we have identified from our milk recording reports, so, I mean, try and dip the clusters after those. But if we don't know those and um, cell count is increasing, as well as the spraying, we may need to go to the cluster dip, uh, dip in each cluster, or making sure that if we have a cluster flush system, it's actually working. But the key is, John, for the next six to eight weeks, stop the spread according in the cows that's already high uh, to the lower cows and try and control SCC in the bull tank. Because if we do that, then we'll have a far better outcome so I mean, uh, in the dry period. So SCC, as always, uh, vital. Now, we turn to planning for the drying off period, Doreen. Okay, and this is something we're working uh, quite a lot in the app at the moment, and it's going to be in our first module, so I mean that we release, and um, to really do a good job in the dry off, it's a critical time of the year for her donors, so I mean at this time of the year, uh, because we have our dry off and our vaccination and our dosing, so I mean to get right, and if we get uh, that done correctly in October, November and early December, we're really set up for 2020. So at the moment, I'd encourage every herd owner who's not milk recording to do a milk recording now. It's absolutely crucial. And um, the four by one offer is there from Munster Bovine, that if you do four milk recordings next year, do one this year. So I mean, you pay for it next July and you'll get your 25% of the bonus value. So I'd encourage any of you that's not milk recording, so I mean, to sign up for it now and do a recording before the end of the year, as this will really help you with the dry off plan. For those herd owners that are already milk recording, um, uh, try and do your milk recording as close to possible as when you're thinking of drying off the first batch of cows. And um, the big advantage of doing the milk recording at this stage 
is that we'll identify the cows that need a long dry off because we do need to get good cure rates across the actual dry period. And for those herds that are milk recording already, look at how you performed in last year's dry period. Because last year's dry period is a very good indication of how you're going to get on with this year's dry period. What was your new infection rate last year in the cows? I mean, how many cows got new infections across the dry period? We're trying to limit it, do you know I mean, to one in ten. How many new inf- heifers got new infections? Calve down with high cell count. Has heifers cost about 1,500 to put into the herd? We want them to last five and a half lactations. So what we really need to do is to control heifers calving down with high SCC, right? And then look at what our cure rates are. And once you get your milk recording back, select out a number of high cows that were low last year, that are high this year, do CMT on them, uh, identify the high quarters, and do a culture and sensitivity. And if you do that culture and sensitivity, then um, short your vet, uh, make an appointment to select the actual correct tube. And what we are seeing is we develop, I mean, our um, farm up app, and with the dry period, I mean, close to ready to go, is that her donors have a lot, I mean, of data to actually work through um, to firstly identify what cows to dry off early. And the first cows to dry off early at the moment are those first calvers that are thin. I mean, they need to be dried off in the next three to four weeks. Then the next group to be dried off are some of the second calvers that are a little bit thin calving in February, but also cows with high SCC to try and get um, um, to try and get a good cure rate. And the other thing, John, that's probably worth talking about now is the selective dry cow therapy. Right, because in our herd health meetings um, uh, that we've been having for the last couple of weeks, we've spoken to quite a number of herd owners in relation to selective dry cow therapy. And the first thing you have to look for if you are considering to do selective dry cow therapy, which is very important to do because we all need to work hard to reduce down the amount of antibiotics that's actually being used, is, is my herd suitable for selective dry cow therapy? Because we get a lot of herd owners coming into meetings and they genuinely want to use it. But unfortunately, this year, their herd is just not suitable. But, and what we recommend those herd owners to do is work towards getting your herd suitable next year. right? And then, once we've identified the herds that are suitable, we select the most suitable cows in that herd. While most herds have suitable cows within it for the selective dry cow, but if the herd is not suitable we cannot work then with the actual suitable cows. And that's one thing we've done a lot of work with in the app is working with the data to select out for herd donors. They can see quite apparent whether the herd is suitable or whether the herd is not suitable. And then if the herd is suitable, what cows do I mean that are the most suitable for it? And any herd donors starting off using the selective dry cow, I'd recommend just using it in about 10% of the sure bets in year one. Get yourself comfortable with it. And if it works well for you, then you have more confidence next year to go ahead and actually um, use more on it. But in Mill Street, you'll be able to see with our app uh, what we have done on um, uh, is your herd suitable for selective dry cow therapy? And then in selecting out what cows within that um, are the most suitable to use it on. Can it be there are some people still who remain to be convinced of the value of milk recording or who simply haven't got round to it, yet they're talking about uh, slimmer margins? Thinking of milk recording, is it possible there are still people out there who are not milk recording? 
There are John, although the dairy gold dairy will probably be leading at the moment. I mean, in the percentage of herds, this milk recording and with the bonus scheme at the moment, um, a lot of new herds have actually joined up this year. Um, personally, I think most herds actually see the benefit of it. Um, but uh, what's stopping them from doing it is just getting around to actually to do it. Right. So what I'd encourage those herd owners in the next couple of weeks, so I mean, to try and get around to do it, contact Munster Bovine. We'll um, see uh, if you have your own, uh, own meters and own jars. We can work with those. If you haven't, we can supply you with electronic ones. And it's a great time of the year to start, John, uh, for a herd owner. Because at this time of the year, I'm not saying that herd owners are idle, but they aren't as busy as they're going to be next March. So it's a very good time of the year to start because the cows are relaxed. They're well settled in the parlour. Uh, milking is quite fast at the moment uh, because, you know I mean, the volume has reduced down and her donors have a little bit of time in their hand and it's a very good opportunity to actually start milk recording just to get into the routine, to see what's involved. And the most important thing is you have valuable information that you'll be able to use two or three weeks later to dry off the cows to get a very, very good outcome. And a person from Munster Bovine will meet the herd owner after his first recording and go through the actual results with him. So the obstacle, John, I think herd owners see the benefit. We're prepared to help them to sit down and go through the report with them, but it's just getting around to getting it done. Do you know what I mean? And um, so what I'd say in the next two or three weeks, just make contact and it's a great time to actually start because you have that bit of time in your hand and you will get used to the actual procedure. Has any new thing you do in a farm just takes a little bit of time and then once you get used to it, it becomes routine. Try and make the time if you can or make the time to make money by getting on to a milk recording system. And I'll just give you one simple figure. The difference between the herd owners that are milk recording and the herd owners that are not milk recording is 50 kilos of milk solids. And depending on milk price, I mean, that's somewhere between 200, 200 and 250 euro, I mean, per cow on that farm. I mean, so there is, it's real good, strong data to help you to make good decisions because you will find there are some cows in there that are just not paying their way. They're taking up a cubicle space. They're taking up a barrier space. I mean, they're just not paying their way. And if we uh, eliminate those cows from the herd, the cows in that are paying their way have more room. And I've often seen it when herd owners have reduced down and... Um, sold off the bottom 7 or 8% of cows in the herd, overall milk production actually increased because the other cows, so I mean, had a cubicle space to lie on, they had a head space to lie on. And the other big aspect of it is herd owners know what cows to breed their replacements from, aside altogether from the actual cell count because some cows, just not possible to cure them, they just need to be culled and if we don't identify those, they'll just spend the year actually spreading it. Thank you, Doreen. Miss Doreen Corridon, veterinary surgeon with Munster Bovine. And the remainder of that lengthy interview with uh, Doreen in the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme between 10pm and 11pm on this coming Wednesday evening. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. 
feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program, we have Mr. John Kirby, National Dairy Show 2019 Director. John, welcome to the program. Now, your show, would you please remind our listeners how long your show has been going for? John, this is the 37th National Dairy Show uh, that has been running in the Greenlands and Mill Street uh, since its inception, and it's on Saturday, the 19th of October, starting at 9am in the morning. Now, John, there are too many attractions to list them all. A few words about the Dairy Innovation Award. Uh, certainly, John. Yeah, that's a very, very attractive uh, uh, part of the package, and uh, it's a, a growth area for us. Uh, it has grown, grown to this year into 25 participants. Uh, there are three categories: there's a scientific, scientific category, a technology category, and engineering category. And a first and second prize in each. And then there's a new addition to this year is a new start-up um, category as well. And as I say, that's that's very much uh, a growth area and something a lot of companies target uh, with new inventions that have been new onto the market in 2019. Would you please give us some idea in round terms of how many trade stands there'll be there on Saturday 19th of October 2019? Uh, this year we're totally inundated with, with, with uh, inquiries for trade stands and we have provided two new areas uh, within the complex and at the moment we have 160 trade stands already fully booked in and uh, looking forward to meeting prospective customers in the Greenland. Now it's rather intriguing, the bite-size seminars, what are these bite-size seminars and it's nothing to do with cuisine I understand, it's information I think. <laughs> certainly not John, certainly not. Uh, there are a series of seminars starting at 11.30 in the morning uh, that run for about maybe uh, 10 minutes at the longest and then maybe three or four minutes for questions afterwards. And uh, there are 12 companies uh, taking part in those seminars and they run from 11.30 right through up to uh, 3 o'clock in the evening. Uh, so they're, they're short and sweet. Uh, but uh, some some very interesting and some very vital information being being uh, uh, being discussed at those, and uh, I would urge anybody attending the show to make sure uh, they get a sample of, of of some of the the material that's been given out there on the day. Uh, it's totally free of charge, and uh, we think it would be a big addition to our, to our program on the day. People hearing the announcement that the National Dairy Show, that your 37th National Dairy Show is going ahead, 
on the 19th of October, Saturday, 19th of October 2019, at the traditional base, Green Glens Arena Mill Street. They're delighted because throughout rural Ireland and even in the cities, we're finding many traditional events going on for years, going on from the beginning of time almost. They've had to be cancelled because of impossible insurance demands, the compo culture that anyone trying to do anything in public or invite the public to support, you're up against a compo culture. But I think people will be delighted to see that somehow the National Dairy Show is going ahead. And I feel there's one very important word there which you might like to acknowledge, sponsors. Uh, of course, uh, as you rightly say, John, insurance and insurance costs has been a, a headache of a lot of organisations up and down the country. Uh, but we are in a very privileged position, and thanks to to some very loyal sponsors that we have had since the, the inception of the show, going back to all those 37 years ago. Some companies are still with us. Obviously, we have picked up some new ones along the way. But it's the generosity of those sponsors uh, that have helped us get over that insurance problem and supply us with, with enough revenue that we can sustain that cost. Farm safety at the show, you'll be pointing out to people how traditional types of work on the farm can be done in very safe uh, circumstances. I'm thinking of hoof care, restraining equipment, hoof pairing technology. So farm safety, you might mention a few of the farming practices which will be illustrated and shown in operation, demonstrated at the show, and indeed all done in extremely safe circumstances because you are promoting this show as a day out for all the family, younger people in the presence of adults. It's a very, very important point and unfortunately uh, it's one of the one of the areas in farming that uh, farming is a very dangerous occupation and that has been highlighted unfortunately with the number of deaths on farms each year. Um, with that in mind we have we have uh, uh, taken on the services of the of the of the farm relief service uh, to do some demonstrations for us. Uh, this year they're, they're, they're concentrating on a quad bike uh, demonstration, which is a, uh, a very um, used uh, machine on, on, on farms, and it would be nice to, to get uh, the insides of how, how it can be operated safely without risk um, of causing accident or worse still get. Uh, so that's one of, the, one of the areas. We also have... Um, pair demonstrations and again some of the, the more up-to-date uh, cattle handling facilities will be on display there uh, as well as um, as well as a step-by-step uh, guide to preventing lameness in cattle. Now also along the same lines we have the the Garda Shikana who, who have been with us for a good few years and they'll be available to discuss um, uh, ideas and, and areas that people can use to prevent rural crime, which is another scourge of, of our rural community. So all that will be will be available on the day, uh, undercover, on Saturday, 19th of October. And again, when you refer to the Gardaí, the Gardaí there, they often show how a few basic steps can, in fact, safeguard your property. And by marking your property, and I understand there are now modern methods of marking your property which can't be erased or they don't appear prominently, yet they can be deciphered by the Gardaí because there's nothing as frustrating for the Gardaí Shakona, as I understand it, on many occasions... 
They've recovered stolen property, but there's no way of the owner being able to identify it. To try and identify your property in some way, mark it in some way, that if, if it is unfortunately stolen, if the guardee recovers, well, then you'll be able to claim it or they'll be able to link it back to its correct owner. It's a simple enough practice when you think of it. Uh, any any, any mark in, in, in any part of uh, an implement or machine that you can you can refer to, to the guardee, uh, that will link it back to your farm is very helpful uh, and it's, uh, as I say, a very simple procedure uh, but it's to think of these things and that's what where the Gandhi come into play. They give advice and uh, it's important that that advice is adhered and listened to. It seems very tedious and laborious to be marking your equipment, marking each piece of equipment but if it's valuable equipment and it's stolen and unknown to you it's recovered and the Gandhi want to link it back to you but they can't so very simple advice but again the guardie will put all that into terms uh, into simple terms now we just come to something very important people of course like to win they like their animals to win prizes so could you please um, reveal if it's in the public arena could you please reveal who will the national dairy show judge be for 2019 this year for the first time uh, we have uh we have broken with tradition. Normally, we would have a, a, a judge either from the UK or from North America, uh, but this year we have we have uh, engaged the services of a, a judge from Switzerland. Uh, his name is Erhard Juncker. Now, Erhard is uh, uh, recognised right throughout the world as a as a, an, um, an excellent cattle judge, and we are look, looking forward to him making his selections. Uh, from the 150 top quality animals that's entered for the show. Uh, we're looking, very much looking forward to him uh, uh, picking his prize winners and uh, he's much anticipated. The Frisian animal will be very well, very strongly represented at the 37th National Dairy Show. Well, the the Hans the, the Frisian breed is, is by far the dominant breed uh, of dairy cows in the country. Uh, and to, to complement those, we also have some, some jerseys so uh, uh, in keeping with the name of the National Dairy Show, it is a, da- a dairy show uh, where, um, where milking animals and their milking traits um, come very much to the fore. Um, the beef, beef animals are of a, uh, a different category again, and there are several beef shows held uh, to, to pinpoint their standpoints, but we are, we, are, we are concentrating totally on dairy at the National Dairy Show. Uh, it's the, the National Dairy Show taking place in the Greenlands Arena in Mill Street in County Cork on Saturday the 19th of October uh, with the doors opening to the public at 9am. We have our own website, um, very appropriately named, nationaldairyshow.com and you can, uh, you can link in there and, and uh, see all the, all the different updates and, and the show programme and the different times. You can also check updates on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So there are ample opportunities for people to inform themselves of what uh, of what's taking place on the day. Now, we have only skimmed across some of the events on, so the obvious um, answer is for people who want to find out more, to check out your web pages, uh, or actually go to the show. The Greenlands Arena, we're f- fortunate that there, are, there is a huge, um, huge parking area uh, right around the complex. Um, all that's, of course, free. Uh, there are restaurant facilities within the complex, um, and um, there are also um, plenty plenty activities for for little people. 
in in uh, that we have a a, a unique display of a, a dog and duck demonstration, uh, which hasn't been seen in County Cork before. I'm informed. Uh, we also have bouncing castles and face painting and uh, many many more items that will keep small people occupied for the day. John, your show. There's a piece of equipment. This piece of equipment is totally new to the show, to Ireland, and you might please uh, describe the equipment and uh, let us know why this would be of great use to Irish and specifically Cork dairy farmers. Well, as part of our tractor and, and loader demonstration, uh, there is a, a piece of equipment being imported from the UK that hasn't been on the Irish market up to up to this point, and it's uh, it's uh, called a bale slicing um uh, machine that um, actually removes the, the, the coated uh, plastic film around the bale. It also removes the, the, the netting that keeps the bale together and it slices the bale into different sections. Uh, it's, it, it, sounds, it sounds very interesting and, it, and even myself I'm keenly, keenly anticipating uh, seeing that display uh, because it, it, as I say it sounds very interesting to, to farmers coming into the winter now that have just happened to feed their cattle with silage and that and that is that is sure to create uh, a lot of interest. Uh, it's a bale slicing machine that's fitted onto the front uh, front loader of either a tractor or, a, or an industrial loader, and uh, it grabs the bale, removes the plastic, uh, removes the the, the coated the, the netting around the bale, and then slices it into different sections. Um, Removing the plastic and removing that netting is a, is is not a very nice job and a, a job that many farmers wouldn't be looking forward to doing, but they have to do it. But if there's a, if there is a um, um, a way of, of uh, that a machine can do it, it would be a big help. A huge labour-saving device, uh, fantastic equipment, and hopefully a lot of people will be fascinated by that and they'll go along to see it. Thank you very much indeed for talking to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Mr John Kirby, National Dairy Show 2019, director of the show again Saturday, 19th of October 2019, the 37th National Dairy Show, Green Glens Arena, Mill Street, and you're open at 9am. So thank you, John, very much. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Michael McCarthy, Tillage Advisor with Chagaskin Mallow. First of all, Michael, welcome to the programme. Now, very important, there are some upcoming events you want to mention. Yeah, no problem, John. Um, So there's two events that I want to mention. Both events are actually happening next Monday, 14th of October. Uh, One is an AHI Selective Dry Cow event. Okay. The title of that event is Rules to Antibiotic Use on Dairy Farms is Coming, Are You Ready? That is taking place on the farm of Donald Buckley, Mount North Mallow, Ballyclaw, uh, and it's on at 11am next Monday, 14th of October. And I suppose just to note there that there is changing legislation around antibiotic use, so it would be important that farmers would go and keep themselves up to date. Secondly, I also want to mention a Glass Traditional Farm Buildings event, which is happening next Monday again at 11 a.m. in Glenawilling, Ballymacoda, um, on the farm of Michal Millerick. And the air code of that is P25A780. And again, that's on Monday, the 14th of October at 11 a.m. Anybody with an interest in 
uh, restoring traditional farm buildings. Uh, it's well worth our while to come along to this event. There will be a heritage conservation specialist there for, to answer any questions. If there is any queries on that event, um, you can contact Sharon O'Mahony on 87 9030751. And again, that event is in the farm of Michal Millerick, Glenn Willing, Bally Makoda at Monday the 14th of October at 11am. It's time for planting. So, autumn planting. Okay, Jen. So, I suppose, look, you know, the weather isn't great at the moment. Um, ground conditions are poor, and I'm getting calls from farmers uh, every day of the week wondering about planting winter barley and winter wheat and, you know, what position they're in and when is the latest they can plant. And I suppose, look, technically there's no official date on when the latest you can plant. We do know that the later you move into October and into November that, you know, conditions get a bit poorer and, you know, establishment of crops gets a bit poorer after that because we don't have, you know, as many seeds won't germinate and we get issues with crows, you know. Um, but the biggest thing I'd say is don't panic at the moment. Look, we're only at the, the 11th of October at the moment. Um, there's still the whole month of October to go by to do to, to plant. I suppose maybe it is worthwhile, you know, revisiting your original plan as to what you wanted to, or what you intended to plant to for, for your winter cereal acreage. Um, as opportunities come, you know, use them to plant the drier areas because they will be ready before the, the heavier areas first. If we, if we do get a decent break in the weather, you know, just, 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 you know, planting good conditions is the main thing. We don't want a situation where we're in next February or March and we're looking at a half a crop wondering, do we take this out? Is it worth, is it worth trying to carry forward through the season? You know, um, in order to start, an important point to mention there is that as as you move later into October and you know possibly into the early days of November planting, you must adjust your seeding rate to suit the conditions. Okay, so if you had planned an original seed seeding rate of say 170 kilograms per hectare, you may want to consider upping that by you know 15 percent just to account for the fact that conditions mightn't be as good as you, as you anticipated one thing to bear in mind when it comes to making decisions is the tree crop rule for 2020 um the tree crop rule is still going to be in place for 2020 so just be aware that you know if you switch to all spring crops it may not suit the tree crop rule and if if there is opportunity to to, to put in winter cereals because you could get caught with legislation next year you know, very quickly. That's that's basically it, Jan, just on, on the, the winter planting. We turn now to pest control, aphids and yellow dwarf virus. It's a very, very topical issue this year, John, because we've lost um, one of the key actives out there for the control of, of aphids, which is um, Redigo Deter. So uh, we all know aphids, aphids are a pest and that they transmit what is BYDV from from uh, into the plants and BYDV BYDV is a very detrimental disease in that it can cause you know up to 30 40 percent yield loss and it's a it's a silent disease too that you won't see the symptoms until you know April March or April next year okay we, st we still have modes of action to control aphids but we're, we're sort of back to where we used to be before we had seed dressings okay so ready go to tear allowed us to plant earlier Okay, and going forward, we, we can't do that because we do know aphids are more active in mid-October than they are in mid-November. So what our target now is to, is to have crops establishing in late October, early November, so it takes it out of the high-risk period. Thankfully this year, uh, in one way, the weather has been good that way. It's been wet, so it's delayed people from planting, okay? 
Um, but we're back to the old advice, and that advice is to spray a, a pyrethride aphicide. Um, so aphicides like Ninja, Karate, Karas, those types, some alpha at the tree leaf stage. So it's critical to get on at the tree leaf stage for, for good control, control of aphids. The problem we face at the moment is that there is a certain type of aphid out there carrying what they call a KDR resistant gene. Uh, that gene is making those aphids resistant to the aphicides, basically. Now, prior to the introduction of Redigo to Terror a couple of years ago, we saw as high as a 50% instance in fields of that KDR resistant aphid, okay? Now, it's gone quite low since we, we since Deterra came because was, there was different modes of action out there to control them, but now that there's no deter and all we have left is the pyrethroid aphicide, we would expect that that instance of KDR resistance will increase. So it means we have to be very, very careful with the aphicides going forward, you know? We really have only one tool in the box here when it comes to controlling aphids and we have to protect it for as long as we can. Um, because once that goes, you know, we, we, we are in a situation, especially here in Cork, where uh, BYDV is a big issue, you know, and, and it affects farmers every year. And, you know, we, we, we need to preserve the chemistry that we have. Okay, so that's why that tree leaf application is essential. Now, if the weather is very bad, at that timing, which should end up somewhere from the mid to late November, uh, what we would always recommend is there's always benefit to going in December and January if the conditions allow. Research has showed us that uh, a December application and a January application where the November pyrethride was missed has given us good results in controlling BYDV. Thank you, Michael. Mr. Michael McCarthy, Tillage Advisor, Chagask in the Mallow Office. Full interview with Michael in the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme between 10pm and 11pm next Wednesday evening. Listeners are reminded that the 15th of October is the closing date for slurry spreading unless the Minister extends it. So closing date for spreading a slurry this year, Tuesday 15th of October. And that's our programme for this morning. Thanks to John Foot and Controls and to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs.